Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Socks are the number one most requested item at homeless shelters. Underwear second and shirts are third. At Bombas, socks were first, made with comfortable details for everyday wearing. Then underwear and shirts too, all designed to perfectly fit. At Bombas, every item you purchase means you're donating an essential clothing item to someone in need. One comfortable clothing item for you, one donated to someone in need. Bombas, comfort for all. Get 20% off your purchase at bombas.com slash comfy. Hello and welchanel our show. I'm Zoe Deschanel and I'm so excited to be joined by my friends and castmates Hannah Simone and Lamorne Morris to recap our hit television series New Girl. Join us every Monday on the Welcome to Our Show podcast where we'll share behind the scenes stories of your favorite New Girl episodes. Each week we answer all your burning questions like is there really a bear in every episode of New Girl? Plus you'll hear hilarious stories like this. Fun that fact. was one of your things too. you brought back from Latvia. Yeah, I brought back because a hoop. all professional <laughs> basketball players. Yeah, it's like a little <laughs> seven foot hoop. Yeah, listen to the Welcome to Our Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. YouTube has banned all anti-vaccine content. Tess Holiday called out the Daily Mail and the Daily Mirror for publishing unflattering photos of her. And we're talking with BuzzFeed's Alexa Lizitza about how difficult it is to be a woman in the digital age. It's September 29th, 2021. Hey, friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Shyla Watson. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Okay, so our first story today is actually pretty huge. YouTube has announced that it will be banning all content that is anti-vaccine or promotes any kind of vaccine misinformation. YouTube is also banning channels associated with prominent anti-vaccine activists. The move comes after months of criticism that websites like YouTube and Facebook aren't doing nearly enough to combat the spread of vaccine misinformation. But of course, there has already been angry backlash from banned or de-platform creators who view this as an infringement on their First Amendment rights. All I have to say to those people is be mad about it. I don't care. <laughs> like, we should not be having like it's just it's too dangerous. Like, I don't understand why we're still even having this debate over a year later. But props to YouTube. I know that there are a lot of other large platforms that haven't yet made this move. So good on them for being one of the first. And I mean, yeah, you're right. We've been dealing with this for so, so, so long. And especially when Trump was in office for the election and stuff like that. Like we were dealing with a lot of misinformation spreading and we will continue to do so because this is the internet and there are bad people on it. (laughs) All right, moving on. Tess Holliday had some words for the Daily Mail and Daily Mirror after they published some very unflattering photos of the plus-size model at Disneyland. In classic tabloid fashion, the outlets published several photos of Holiday either eating or looking tired. But Tess was not having it. She took to Twitter and delivered a superb rant, calling out the publications for going for the easy, sensationalizing, fat-shaming angle. 
Tess tweeted, quote, how that's newsworthy is beyond me when there's things worthy of coverage not getting attention. What they didn't show were the very many moments of joy and excitement I shared that day. They showed the version of me that they want the world to see, a fat person eating and being tired. She then shared several photos of her and her son Bowie having a great day at Disneyland together to really drive the point home. Listen, I know we talk about fat shaming a lot on this show, but like this is why. I mean, this happens all of the time. It's ingrained in our society in every aspect of it. And the point of this is that if they took these photos of her, they took other photos of her as well. And these are the ones that they chose to put online. And yeah, it is feeding into it. You know, whether it's something different than fat shaming and it's showing Paris Hilton or Britney Spears like disarrayed and calling them messy and drunk or fat shaming Tess Holiday, it's all disgusting. And it's shaming women is not the way. And if they continue to do it, specifically fat shaming, others will fat shame. It's terrible. Like, taking a photo of a moment and creating a false narrative around it. And really like what she was saying, that was not the focus. They didn't capture the day. There weren't even other photos along with these to, you know, counter them in any kind of way to get a full picture. And I'm sorry that you had to deal with this. And I'm sure, unfortunately, it won't be the last time, but it should be. We should stop doing this. All right. So as we all know, the internet is like the wild, wild west. It can be extremely misogynistic and a lot of wild shit happens. For our interview today, we're speaking with BuzzFeed's Alexa Lazitza about several stories she's written all about being a woman in the digital age. Hi, Alexa. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. So, you know, you write a lot of stories for BuzzFeed about the Internet, technology and the impact they have on women. We're going to talk about a few of those stories in a second. But first, what is it about this subject matter that makes you want to report on it? I think it's just interesting because in all these stories and just generally like in the world, you see women are kind of judged for their bodies. They're targeted for their bodies and made to just feel generally unsafe. And I think that these stories are something that all women can really relate to. And hopefully by sharing them, we can all just become more aware of everything going on. And also hopefully something can happen about it. All right. So the first story is about a female high school student who is being physically compared to former porn actor Mia Khalifa by her male classmates. Can you go into a little bit more detail about what happened? Oh, yeah. The trend was cigarette daydreams. It was going around on TikTok where young people were singing to the lyrics, you were only 17. And they were telling stories about times in their lives where they either had to grow up too quickly or just kind of felt like they had to deal with things that they were too much for that time period in their lives. And so the girl who this particular video is about was saying that because her features are similar to Mia Khalifa and she wears glasses that were similar to Mia Khalifa, boys at her school were comparing the two and it just made her feel like over-sexualized even though she was still a teenager at the time. And Mia Khalifa actually responded to this girl and apologized for the treatment that she's been receiving. It was a very nice gesture, but like, this isn't Mia's fault. So why do you think she felt the need to take responsibility for what happened? No, it was not her fault at all. She's not, she doesn't go to the school. She's not a teacher at the <laughs> school. They just were comparing them just because of the glasses. But I think knowing Mia Khalifa, not personally, I wish I knew her personally, but <laughs> knowing her presence online and everything, she speaks out a 
lot about how the porn industry kind of shaped her and she regrets a lot of her time in it. And she speaks to other women who are in the porn industry and tells them like how she felt taken advantage of and different things. And she doesn't really like the experience she had there and kind of warns them about it. So I think it's a mixture of that kind of regret that she has. And then seeing on top of that, how it could have negatively impacted a young girl. I think she just feels really guilty, but at no for no means should she. It was not her fault at all. You know, and I can't even imagine being in high school during the age of TikTok and Instagram. You know, Facebook was bad enough. You know, everything <laughs> you say or do publicly is at risk of being broadcasted. And and the kids have access to literally everything. Do you get a sense from covering these stories that being a teenager, especially a non het male teenager, is more difficult in the digital age? It's definitely difficult, but it's kind of hard to tell because I feel like in every era, there's this new media format around, whether it be Facebook, MySpace, or like just like jazz or cameras in general, whatever it is and whatever era it is, everybody seems to have this moment or this period where they're trying to kind of get their footing, figure it out. Is it safe for people? All those things. And then by the time we get our footing, something new comes out. So it's almost like we never have time to navigate anything before the next thing is out and ready. All right. We'll be right back with Alexa with a few more stories from the Internet. It. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Hi, everybody. I'm Rachel Bonetta, and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me? Woo! I'm just here so I won't get fined. You may know me from Game Day View or Game Day Morning on NFL Network. Basically, any shows with the word game in it, odds are you'll find me there. Every week, I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL, like breaking down games, questioning Tom Brady's genetic makeup. It's going to be great. I'm also doing something that has never been done before. I'm opening my DMs. DMs now open. (laughs) We want to hear from you, fans of the NFL. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Did you commit a misdemeanor crime when you were 12 and need to tell somebody about it? Please, for the love of Roger Goodell, do not tell me. I can be held accountable. Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Raffi is the voice of some of the happiest songs of our generation. Baby Beluga. So who is the man behind Baby Beluga? Every human being wants to feel respected. When we start with young children, All good things can grow from there. I'm Chris Garcia, comedian, new dad, and host of Finding Raffi, a new podcast from iHeartRadio and Fatherly. Listen every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're talking with BuzzFeed's Alexa Lasitza about being a woman in the age of the internet. Okay, so your second story is about a woman in Miami who was turned away from boarding a party bus because of her weight. 
TikTok user Fallon Malilo, a 27-year-old body positivity advocate, posted a video explaining how she was denied entry to the party bus, whose Eventbrite page said, quote, sorry, no big girls for this party. This is absolutely wild to me. We all know fat shaming and weight discrimination exists, but to put it in writing like this is very shocking to read. I mean, is this even legal? Does this kind of blatant discrimination happen often? Honestly, y'all, writing this was so stressful. Oh, mainly, <laughs> I can only imagine. Mainly because of the owners of the party bus. They, it is legal, which is something that the owners of the party bus kept harping on. He actually, they commented on Fallon's post. And at first they commented with an apology saying like, oh, sorry, this happened to you, da, da, da. But then they immediately commented after it and was like, but we didn't do anything illegal. And like, maybe you should like worry about different things or maybe you shouldn't be trying to come to parties that you know you don't fit in at. But yeah, so... They themselves, it is, unfortunately, you can't do anything about it. You, If you don't want to allow someone in, then you can't force them to be in. But that doesn't make it any less of a shitty move. Oh, absolutely. I can only imagine how Fallon felt. And to her credit, she's been extremely open regarding what happened. After she posted a viral TikTok detailing her experience, the party bus company received a ton of backlash online, and then they took down their event page. Of course, they replaced it with something just a little bit less blatantly fat phobic, saying, quote, a model look is encouraged, <laughs> which is still gross and terrible. And also, I would like to add, there are plus size models. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know, a lot of people complain about cancel culture, but in cases like this, I feel like we don't see any progress until there is, you know, a mass response. So where do you come down on this? This was one of those situations where I was actually happy at the end of the day, because obviously like forget that bus company, but on the other side, Fallon got a call from the party that the party bus takes them to. The two were not affiliated. It just was a party bus that brought them to the location. But the club that hosts the party itself reached out to her, asked her how they could help like spread her message, how they could do better themselves. And she had a sit down call with them where she told them, I want to see more plus size people on your website. I want to see more plus size people in the advertisements that you put out on social media and things like that. And and they completely listened, said they were going to use her notes. And I've actually been seeing better things on their social media. So she actually got a win this time. You guys, I hate this party bus company so much. I'm like seething. So much. <laughs> but we got to move on. And unfortunately, what we're moving on to um, is quite terrifying. And I have not stopped thinking about this story since I read it when you wrote it. Um, it's about a woman in Los Angeles named Ashley Estrada who went viral on TikTok after she discovered that someone had hidden an Apple AirTag under her car's license plate and was using it to track her. Here's a clip from the TikTok video. I'm literally fucking shaking. Pull that shit up. Look what I just found on my car. Tucked in. Tucked in right here. Like, all the way in the fucking back. So, you know, this is truly horrifying. It's a massive invasion of privacy, and this woman still has no idea who hid the AirTag, which is just so unnerving. And, you know, it feels like whatever new technology becomes available, it's only a matter of time until it's used for nefarious purposes, like tracking a woman without her knowledge. Did Apple respond to what happened to Ashley? They did. I reached out to them to just ask them about what was going on, if this was even possible. And after I asked them, I kind of felt bad that I even needed to do that, mainly because a lot of people in the comments section were saying that the whole thing was staged and false and that 
Apple AirTags only have like a 30 foot reach. So how could anyone like be following her in a car and things like that? So I messaged them just to see everything that was going on. And what they explained to me was that they put the two parameters you see in her video, those two features where one, your iPhone will tell you if there's a nearby AirTag, it will will alert you that one has been placed or not placed in this situation, it was placed, but it will alert you that there's an AirTag nearby. And then the second thing, you have the option to press in the notification setting to see where the AirTag is by playing a sound. And then you can follow it and figure out where the AirTag is near you. But the other side of it is more difficult because Apple doesn't really keep track of who has what AirTag. So there's this line between privacy where you don't know whose AirTag it is. Even Apple themselves keeps that information encrypted, so they don't even know. They have the last couple numbers of the serial number, but because they don't have the whole thing, they can't really track down whoever it is or wherever it's coming from. So that's a bit difficult, but they tried, I guess, with the two features. So I know after after talking with them, did it leave you like wanting more from Apple? Like what were you expecting or wanting to hear? It's hard because you want a level of privacy when you buy a product. People talk all the time about how like your iPhone is listening in on every conversation you have and stuff like that. So I understand why they would want to put like these parameters around it where you have some level of privacy, but then at the same time, if you have what can essentially become a tracking device, you may want to be able to see who's using them or track them back to the original owner in situations like this where it can become dangerous. I know you're alerted to the fact that if it does happen, you know that the AirTag is near you, but something about it just still isn't sitting right with me. And so, I mean, obviously, Ashley called the police about what happened, but unsurprisingly, she felt like Quote, the police didn't take it seriously at all. According to Ashley, they didn't ask if she was safe. They didn't send an officer to check on her. And they said if she wanted to file a report, she had to come to the station. Do you feel like police aren't equipped to deal with new types of cases like this? Or is this just, you know, a standard not taking a woman seriously issue? I had to actually think about this part because at first I was going to say, well, since they don't have the serial number and they can't really track it down because of the privacy settings, maybe they just aren't equipped to handle it. But then I realized she's out in public. She went to an ice cream shop, her and her cousin were out shopping, and the AirTag shows you all the different locations they've been to, and it tells you what time it was like activated, turned on, I don't know the correct word. It tells you where her first location was, where the AirTag was put on at. So I feel like the police should be able to go to that location, see if there are security cameras around, and get an eye on who put the AirTag on her car at the very least and go from there, at least with some kind of image. So the fact that they didn't take it very seriously and she felt discouraged and didn't even want to go to the police station after having that initial conversation, I think it's just a failure on their part. It's almost as if it's almost as if the police aren't good at their job. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Alexa, I, I do have a question. You know, obviously all three of these incidents are upsetting, but what's your overall reaction been to these types of stories and how does it affect your mindset going forward when covering them? They're all strange in their own way. Being a woman, having little sisters and everything. I told my sister to get mace after the air tag story and just to look out and be very careful about their surroundings. So when you cover things like this, 
it just makes you more alert to what's going on around in your own life. But it also just makes you kind of really sad. Like, I wish it did not have to be like this. I wish we didn't really need to look over our shoulders or things like that. But as technology advances, it's just a matter of trying to navigate it, trying to keep up and trying to learn how we can keep ourselves safe during it. Well, Alexa, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. That's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, tabloids suck and are misogynistic and fatphobic. You got that right. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Hello, hello. Hey, I don't know if you heard, but my podcast, Checking It, has been nominated for the NAACP Image Award in the category of Outstanding Lifestyle and Self-Help Podcast. I'm grateful for the nomination. I, I almost didn't even do a podcast because I was just wondering, there are thousands of podcasts out there and why is my voice needed? But a nomination from the NAACP lets me know that um, I made the right choice. And I encourage you to do, don't worry if there are thousands of something out that you want to do. No, nobody has your sauce. So listen, you can still vote. Go to vote.naacpimageawards.net. You have until February 5th, um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And please listen to my podcast. We're a part of the Black Effect Podcast Network on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for checking in. After 30 years, it's time to return to the halls of West Beverly High and hang out at the Peach Pit. On the podcast 9021OMG, visit Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling for a rewatch of the hit series Beverly Hills 90210 from the very beginning. We get to tell the fans all of the behind-the-scenes stories that actually happened. So they know what happened on camera, obviously, but we can tell them all the good stuff that happened off camera. Listen to 9021OMG on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.